to Let's Get Fizzy Poll and the Awkward Truth. This is a series on the podcast that we started this year and each month we discuss a different awkward topic that we don't usually talk about but probably should and probably things that we want to know. This is a very exciting week because we have Jem Dyer on the podcast talking about menstruation and I was lucky enough to see Miss Jem Dyer at Fizzy Camp just on the weekend gone up at the Sunshine Coast studio which was amazing and if you have not been to that studio you need to go and check it out legs has created the most amazing space i mean all of our studios are amazing but this one has a brand new room that's just been added called the tree house and you go up these steps to get to it and it's all green and pretty and it's just amazing so if you fancy yourself a holiday and you still want to do some classes head up to the sunny coast studio and you will not regret it but let's jump in to this month's topic and podcast episode with Jem Dyer. Hi guys, welcome to the Awkward Truth podcast. This is the March edition and you have Jem Dyer with you. We are here to talk about the menstrual cycle. So for those that don't know me, a quick little intro. I am the owner of the Physipol Studios, Sumpton Park Studio, and also the Warnable Studio. So I've been around for a little bit, which has been super fun. Now, I did want to talk about our periods, essentially, and I wanted to talk about not only our menstrual period, but our whole cycle that we go through. So I pretty much, when I first learned about periods, I, and for those that read the blog that I did on this as well, I, I literally remember being in school and the sex ed part of the school and I hadn't got my period yet when they were talking about it, but I know a few girls in the class did already have theirs. And it was just always awkward because you wanted to know so much more, but you're in school and you're like, oh my God, I'm not going to ask any questions or anything like that. And which is a bit unusual. I'm just thinking now that I did have, I mean, I still do. <laughs> I actually have five sisters, but by this stage, all of my sisters had moved out of home as well. And I think prior to that, I didn't think about periods and I didn't think about preempting them and how many questions I would have essentially. When it came up in sex ed, I was really interested, but too embarrassed to kind of ask any further questions. And they were kind of just like, yeah, girls hit puberty and they get their period and it comes every month and usually lasts around three to five days. And I was like, oh, okay. That's weird. But yeah, right. I guess I can live with that. That's no worries. <laughs> so I, I just remember going through the process, like starting with pads. And then I think I had to use a tampon for the first time when we had swimming at school. And I remember it being so incredibly awkward and I definitely did not insert it right. And even chatting to like a few of the mums from the studio and with the girls that are in our classes that are starting to use tampons and things like that so for those that if you're listening to this and you are you know starting to use them do not be afraid or anything like that there's heaps of things on YouTube I'm sure I mean back then I didn't there wasn't I mean I'm sure there was YouTube but there was just the instructions on the box and I was like mm, this is not quite right so I think just a bit of trial and error and then eventually you'll get to feel a lot more comfortable with them the good thing about there is now like period undies which are also great and there's also a menstrual cup as well and I've only just started using that maybe 
four or five months ago and it's really really good I find I was worried about it not being clean and it's like for me it seems a whole lot more clean than I used to use tampons and so I really definitely prefer it now it did take a little same thing with starting to use tampons it did take a little while to get used to as well but yeah no I definitely prefer that now and then there's also this the no awkwardness of possible tampon string slips essentially especially in pole class if you've got you know short shorts on all that sort of stuff but also if that happens it's absolutely fine you know we obviously understand that pretty much every girl has their period and it's absolutely fine so yes so what I did want to talk about was kind of yeah a little bit of my journey and yeah I I don't think I've really spoken too much to people about my journey and as I was writing the blog I kind of thought oh yeah it's actually really great to chat about this sort of stuff because There's so many people that experience periods so differently. And for me, I feel quite lucky to, you know, not get too many PMS symptoms. I don't have endometriosis and I have now a quite regular period, which is really, really great. But when I, yeah, when I was first starting out, (laughs) when I was first starting out, when I first hit puberty, I kind of just didn't know anything about it which I'm sure most women and most girls don't either. So it's absolutely fine as well. But when I first was sexually active, my all my friends were on the pill just for like contraception. They were like, oh, okay, you're starting to be sexually active. You guys should go to the doctor, get the pill so that you don't want any unwanted pregnancies. And I was like, yeah, yeah, cool. No worries. I can do that. Did that, started on the pill and I just felt so different and it might have just been me like my friends were already on the pill and they said that you know they felt fine a couple of them experienced like bad skin a bit of weight gain all of that sort of stuff but it was for me it was my mood I really I didn't feel right on it and I think looking back now I was I must have been maybe 16 and thinking far out like this doesn't feel good and I'm glad that I kind of had that intuitive process to be like Mm, let's try to change something here. So I really didn't like it. I did put on a little bit of weight and yeah, it was definitely my mood, which was the worst thing. So I went back to my doctor, changed a prescription. And so he was like, okay, well, this one has not so much, it's not so big of a side effect in mood stabilizing. So I changed to that prescription and it kind of, it was a little bit different, but I still, you know, had a bit of weight gain. I still was getting a few unwanted pimples that I didn't want. And yeah, I still just didn't feel quite right on it. So I trialed another one and then I ended up getting off it altogether. because so I was like, no, thanks. Don't want that for me. So I then I was on, was on no um, form of contraception for a while, which was fine. My periods were kind of quite irregular. They were, yeah, would only last for a couple of days and they might come every five weeks or six weeks. And sometimes they'd like last for three days, skip a day, come back for two or something like that. And then, yeah, I wanted to do some form of contraception. So I did, had a little look into the Implanon, which is like this little plant that they insert into your upper end of your arm. And it kind of, it just has like a slow release of progesterone, which is one of the hormones, one of the major hormones that is kind of responsible for our um, reproductive system that was kind of quite good. I did the side effects for that. I didn't experience so bad. My period didn't come all together. Sometimes people say if they have heavy periods, their periods will come back, but not so heavy with the implant on in their arm. 
if you already have quite light periods or irregular periods, sometimes they're gone altogether, which did happen for me, which I was pretty happy about. And then, yeah, about 12 months in, I think I, I had it removed. I just was getting some light spotting and irregular spotting that weren't, that didn't, you know, it wasn't a period, but I just wasn't happy with it. So I just got ended up getting it removed and yeah, haven't been on any form of like contraceptive pill or anything since then. And that was maybe probably almost 10 years ago now, maybe a little bit less. So I did after that, however, I did actually pop this in the blog as well, which was possibly about five years ago. I can't remember exactly when it was, but it was when I was training quite a lot and in quite a lot of pole comps and I, which was fine. The training was absolutely fine, but what I was eating a very low fat diet and I my period was late at one stage and I was quite lean. I was feeling fine. I was feeling really healthy and fit. And then it was kind of like five weeks. Yeah, sorry. It was, it was a week late. And I think it was about another week late. And I thought, oh, you know what? I should probably do a pregnancy test. And which is funny because at the time I def, I wasn't worried. I definitely didn't feel pregnant whatsoever, but, and I wasn't, but then I thought, Hmm, this is a bit unusual. I don't have a period. I'm not pregnant. I'll kind of see what's going on. So I left it for a little bit and then my period just did not come back. <laughs> and so I did a little bit of research and there is a, a condition called amnorrhea, which is essentially your loss of a period. And it does. Yeah, it is <sighs> at the stage. I didn't quite understand it. And somebody who's been in the pole scene for quite a while, most of you will probably know Amy Hazel. She's spoken really openly about having this condition for a long, long time. There are quite a lot of potential risks of infertility, all of that sort of jazz and super, super exciting. She's actually just had a little baby. So she's actually got a really great online presence of this and kind of her journey from having no period for years and then coming to being able to be fertile and then obviously entering a little baby into this world, which is super sweet. So, yeah, for me, I had lost it, yeah, for about eight months, I think it was, and I had just, yeah, changed, tried to change my diet a little bit. I was still training quite this, well, not quite as much, but I, my body thankfully just kind of naturally came back to a normal menstrual cycle. So, and I haven't had that experience after that, which has been really good. So I wanted to kind of talk about not only the yeah, menstrual part of our period, but kind of the phases of our cycle, because as women, we go through this 28 day cycle, obviously sometimes it's a little bit longer, sometimes a little bit less, not only like one week of a period and then three weeks we go, oh, cool. And there's nothing else going on in our body. We'll just wait for the period to come. And which is what I used to do all the time. I used to just be like, ah, oh, period is it'll rock up soon and then you've probably noticed as well like at different stages of the month you feel different things or you feel really good at doing some things or you feel like really bad at doing some things at different stages of the month as well we do go through this four stage cycle essentially they are kind of then blocked into two phases as well but the, the main four phases of the menstrual cycle are our menstruation which kind of happens well depending on how long your menstrual cycle is but usually happens around three to five days, sometimes a little bit longer. And then after that, there's the follicular phase, which kind of lasts, which starts at the menstruation phase and then finishes on the day of ovulation. So there's the follicular phase and then we have our ovulation phase, which is where we're ovulating. And then we go into our luteal phase. So that happens over the whole course of our month, essentially. 
so I'll kind of just go and explain a few things that happen here because you'll probably be listening and you'll be like, oh, that kind of makes sense. <laughs> so our menstrual phase is pretty simple. I mean, it's not pretty simple. There's so many things that go on our body that help produce this and create this for us. But essentially, it's just known as our bleed. And again, yeah, it usually lasts probably about five days. Obviously, that's some, a little bit different as well to, for everybody. But in the menstrual phase, there, there's two main hormones that are kind of responsible for regulation and development of our reproductive system as females, which is our estrogen and our progesterone. And so most people have heard of the hormone estrogen, kind of known as like the female hormone, I guess. And in our menstrual phase, both of these hormones are super low. And this is usually why you feel like when you've got your period, you're like, oh man, I'm just tired. I'm fatigued, really don't want to do anything. And it's just because our hormones are super low. Sometimes you will feel fine on your period. And I usually find that when the times that I do feel fine in my period and I feel like, yeah, I'm nailing my life at the moment, you know, I'm going on runs, doing all of this stuff, even whilst I've got my period, I usually find it's when I've been eating quite a lot clean and I've just been generally being a lot more balanced in my life and, and putting out lots of bet, lots of more uplifting energy for myself compared to if I'm you know, being a bit naughty and I'm eating some junk food or, you know, I'm stressed out or anything like that. So I think all of those things can add as factors for how we feel during our menstrual phase. But for me, I usually just listen to my body and I would definitely suggest everybody else to do the same thing. And I'm hopefully as women, we usually do do that. Sometimes you'll have great months and you'll be, you know, feeling great on your period and you feel like, oh, okay, maybe I can go for a run or I can really nail all of these skills at pole or aerials and really try to try my hardest. But if you're not feeling like that, and if you are just feeling like, oh my God, I can't get out of bed today, or I don't want to do anything apart from watch movies, don't put so much pressure on yourself because that is so completely fine. And also so completely normal if you are experiencing like this tiredness and fatigue, because the the thing that we don't want to do is go against our body. Essentially, there's this analogy that's like, if you're swimming upstream, you're still getting somewhere, but you're going against the current. Whereas if you just turn your canoe around or whatever you're swimming in, (laughs) go with the current and you'll find that life is so much easier. So I definitely take that and I just apply that to everything, including how I'm feeling on my period. So if I'm feeling good, I'll do some things that feel good for me. If I'm not feeling good, then I'll be okay with it and just take a day's rest and just do some stretching, do some walking, do some light yoga, anything like that that's going to help me still feel good about moving because when we do move, our blood flows a lot nicer in our body and it's going to really help us with feeling a lot better. So again, just trust your body and see how you are in your menstrual phase. The next phase we have is our follicular phase. Again, this does start at the beginning of our menstrual phase, but it's the same cut into two essentially. So this will this kind of carries on after the menstruation phase and then it ends at the ovulation phase. This is the follicular phase and actually is really interesting because when we are born, so we already have in, in our ovaries, we already have all of our immature eggs that we were going to use throughout our whole entire life. So we don't produce any more. We, they're all of the immature eggs, so not the mature eggs, but our immature eggs are already in us at our birth, which is so incredible. <laughs> so for anyway, sorry, I've gone off topic <laughs> for our follicular phase. So 
each follicle essentially it's kind of it houses an immature egg and if you kind of think of it as this like this little race essentially that each follicle has so that when it can get so the race is that the follicles are housing an immature egg and the one that can get happening quickest will result in a mature egg so this mature egg is what we're going to use to ovulate essentially so there is another hormone. Well, there's quite a lot of hormones, but there's another hormone that is used in our reproductive system, which is called our follicle stimulating hormone, which is just FHS. And essentially your brain sends a little signal to your ovaries. And then this is what kind of stimulates the process from going from an immature egg into a mature egg. So then the growth of these follicles stimulates the, the lining of the uterus. And then this helps it to thicken and then pr- prepare us for a possible pregnancy in the follicular phase we also have an increased pain tolerance which is really great and this is usually the best time to that you'll feel like you've got a whole lot more energy essentially so we've just finished our menstruation the week after our period and you're usually feeling really good and because you're like I've had not so much a great time and now I'm going to have a great time so this is such a good phase to you know, try to beat PBs, try to go on some longer walks or longer runs or try to hold your skills at pole or areas for a whole lot longer because this will definitely be the best time for it. At the end of this follicular phase as well, there is another hormone that's released, which is testosterone, which I'm sure most of you have all heard of as well. It's just kind of like the, uh, I guess, male hormone. And this is released just before ovulation. And this is responsible for, and you probably notice like some increased vaginal lubrication as well, and also an increase in your libido. And this is essentially prepping us for ovulation and pretty much just nature's way of being like, hey, this is like the best time to have sex if you are trying to have a baby. (laughs) So it's super great for us because our body is like trying to help us out for the the whole source of evolution and all of that sort of jazz. This is going to bring us on to our ovulation phase, which is super fun, super exciting. So this is where if you are wanting to have a baby and then this is the only time within your cycle that you it is possible. So everything that kind of took place, uh, that took place in the follicular phase has prepped our body for like this crazy series of hormonal events. And then we call this ovulation, which is super fun. So this kind of sets off by a the peak of estrogen, which is one of our hormones again. And then this peak of estrogen triggers this brief little surge of another hormone, which is called the luteinizing hormone, which is also just called LH. And then this is what releases the mature egg to get out of the ovary and to be like, I'm ready. So the egg is released and then ovulation only lasts for about 24 hours. So you really only have a 24-hour window to get pregnant. The, the week, the couple of days prior to this 24-hour window, it is a still a smaller chance of getting pregnant, but the sperm essentially will last in your body up to about three to five days. So if you are trying to get pregnant, good chance to have sex prior to ovulating, a couple of days, obviously definitely the day of ovulation, even the day after as well. So for those that don't know how to make a baby, sperm has to meet an egg, do a lot of beautiful things, and then produces this little embryo, which is super fun. And then it comes into out into a little tiny baby, which is so beautiful. And there's so many people in our in my life and in our pole lives, and um, I'm sure the aerial lives that have had babies recently, and it's just so lovely to see. So I just love that whole process. So beautiful. Anyway, I've got I've gone off topic now again, haven't I, guys? 
But anyway, sorry, back to ovulation. (laughs) This LH hormone, it's so good because essentially, and you guys have probably even, this has probably been said to you where people say like, oh my God, you're glowing or your skin's glowing or anything like that. And this hormone is like, is what, again, like nature's way is like, especially back in the primal days, the female is like wanting to have a baby essentially, or wanting to evolve and therefore reproduce. And this hormone is what's responsible for essentially making a woman glow. And you feel, and especially you're, you'll probably feel a whole lot more outgoing at this stage. You'll want to be a whole lot more social. You'll feel definitely a whole lot more sexy within your body. And you'll probably just feel like pretty much a queen of everything, which is so good. So anything that you need kind of in this phase of being creative or being social or even like job interviews or anything like that, super, super great if you can. And if you are aware how to line it up with your ovulation phase, because you'll definitely feel a whole lot more vibrant in this phase, which is so nice for us. So now that our body has kind of made all of that happen, it's kind of like, oh, well, if pregnancy doesn't occur, then we then go on to our luteal phase. And this is where our estrogen starts to drop and then PMS sets in. (laughs) So most of you have probably heard about PMS. Most of you probably experience PMS from time to time. And so this luteal phase, which is where your progesterone increases and your estrogen drops and then your metabolism is also burning and you might feel hungry as all heck. A lot of PMS symptoms are kind of around irritability and getting frustrated and not having any time for anything. And so if things aren't going your way, you are like so frustrated and you need food and it's absolutely normal. (laughs) And you might hear people say like, I'm very hormonal at the moment. This is usually during this phase. (laughs) But I do find that again, like if I'm eating a whole lot cleaner and I'm doing all of the right things to my body, then my PMS symptoms definitely improve. I found that when I was on a like plant only diet, mine improved a whole lot. I also found that when I was on a carnivore only only diet, which is just pure meat and animal products, my PMS symptoms improved a whole lot as well. I think it's just really clean eating essentially. So, and also again, like I said, your exercise regime and, and making sure that you don't have too many stresses in your life as well. So yes, PMS, not, it's not really anybody's friend. And the the main responsible thing for PMS as well is that serotonin, which most of you maybe have heard of, is a hormone that's, it's a mood stabilizing. And this is kind of quite low at this time. And that's the main cause of not feeling very nice at that stage. So the luteal phase kind of lasts from ovulation and then until the start of menstruation again as well. So yeah, if the pregnancy doesn't occur, then we have this, it's essentially a mass of cells, which is called a, cor- a corpus luteum. And this is in our ovaries and it's what responsible for producing all of our progesterone. So this kind of withers up and dies. And then with the result of this like dramatic drop of progesterone, this is what causes the lining of our uterus to fall away and expel essentially, which is then all the way back to menstruation. So we that's the end of the four the four stage cycle and then we again start it from 
number one, which goes back to menstruation. So there's so many things going on in like all of these, all of these phases, and it's not just your menstruation and it's not just your PMS, which kind of are the two main things that people focus on when they're talking about their menstrual cycle. But I think it's super important to, if you can, and if you are interested in it, to do a little bit more research and kind of just see, we'll see where you are and see where you're lining up. Well, I have been using a an app for a long, long time to track my period. I just also obviously track when I'm ovulating, things like that. So to kind of see where I'm at, sometimes I'll actually be able to tell that I'm ovulating. I might get some ovulating pains and it won't say that I'm ovulating until the next day on my app essentially. But so you, it's once you get to the point of knowing your body better than an app does, it feels really, really nice. So The app is really helpful though. So if you did want to, I think I did pop this in the blog as well. The app is called Flow, F-L-O, and it's got a, say like a dark pink outline with a white feather on it. It's a free app. You can pay for the app, but there's so many cool things in there. You can add in like all of your symptoms, all of that sort of jazz. And it will, obviously, the longer you use the app, the more hopefully in sync it will be with you, which is really helpful to see as well. So Yeah, I just wanted to kind of make sure that, well, not make sure, but I wanted to just talk about being open and chatting to your friends and chatting to your partner or chatting to your parents or chatting to whoever that you need. If you do feel like you've got problems with your menstrual cycle, if you do feel like you've got questions with it as well. I know for me, I was very unaware of a whole lot of things and I I feel a whole lot better knowing what's going on inside my body now. And it's super interesting. Well, I don't know if it's only me, but I find it super interesting, the human body and our whole reproductive system, which is really sweet. And the whole crazy thing of being able to produce babies, which is awesome. So yeah, I hope you guys have found, have a little, had some fun listening and have learned some things. And yeah, if anything, just download an app or use, I think there's actually one on the iPhone that you can use, but I could also be making that up too. So Yeah, I hope you guys enjoy. I hope you guys have some great periods coming up. (laughs) And yeah, thanks for having me. And I'll see you guys all soon. Okay, bye. Let's get it.